Hello and welcome to the Promo Noise Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Morin, and by now you know that what we're about to talk about is part of the mentor series of podcasts that'll continue for several more episodes. This is part four of the series, and this episode is entitled Exclusivity 1.0, which simply means that there's bound to be a 2.0 in the near future. Promo Noise is an educational company dedicated to providing you insights and relevant lessons that are designed to inspire you. My goal is to inspire you to create magic of your own based on the knowledge and wisdom that I'm going to share that come from my 20-year career in the promotional advertising industry. Feel free to check us out at promonoise.com where you'll find blogs, a free ebook, and much, much more to come in due course. Are you ready to do this? Well, okay then. Let's go. In the last podcast episode, I was explaining how Stan's magnanimity created an environment that allowed his staff to be creative and not fear making mistakes. It was plain to me that not only did he encourage his staff to be creative, but he was a man that made mistakes, but who always learned from them in order to improve and become a better person and a better businessman. In one of my first business trips ever, I was sent to Montreal to speak to customers about our company's product offerings. I'd love to tell you the story of the hate that was lavished upon me during those talks, but I'll save that for another day altogether. Nevertheless, the speaking platform was interesting because as a supplier, I was invited to speak about our core product offerings. Nobody else was allowed to impinge upon our product offerings, which meant that the other suppliers on the speaking tour could only speak about their non-competitive product offerings. That was the whole deal. Every supplier was a specialist in their own product category, and it gave us the spotlight on a specific product category, which at the time was bags of any kind such as duffel bags, cooler bags, tote bags, backpacks, business briefs, lunch bags, and just about every other bag you can imagine. Stan was a huge proponent of exclusivity and actually used platforms like the one I just mentioned to A, spread our message, and B, exclude our competitors from getting the same opportunity to speak about similar product solutions to a captive audience. There was merit in his philosophy as we dominated the conversation back in those days to the detriment of those that couldn't get in because we'd taken the only spot available. As our company grew and we gained more clout, we would suggest the exclusivity format to show organizers on the grounds that it guaranteed exceptional content, provided the organizers were to pick partners that were leaders in their field. So for many years, we sought out and actually created events that were exclusive. You must remember, though, that times were different in those days. There weren't the same number of events back then, and digital marketing wasn't as massive a force as it is today. Thus, it was far easier to monopolize perception in a world with far less options than there are today. While my view on excluding companies has changed over the years, it was an appropriate strategy in its day and helped to distinguish our company as the authority in its space. And becoming an authority opens the door to being a first mover. 
When you've got a voice and you're in a position of authority, people will generally listen. This was a major aha moment for me in my career as I realized the power and the privilege that was afforded to me as an ambassador of a company that stood at the top of the mountain, albeit a very small mountain in the scheme of what's important in life. Nevertheless, this is when I began to truly understand that I could use my creativity and imagination to propel our company into the stratosphere if I could outpace the competition with groundbreaking ideas. So that's what I set about doing for the next 18 years. I used my imagination more than any other faculty to guide the company's image and develop beautiful relationships with other forward-thinking companies and customers that had a desire to think and create beyond the ordinary. I was able to do this because we had a leader in Stan that created platforms such as exclusivity events to spread my message of inspiration. I was able to do this because I didn't fear making a mistake or screwing it all up. Stan had already demonstrated through his actions that he accepted well-intentioned mistakes. Remember the handle story from the previous blog episode, the previous podcast episode, which allowed me the space to flourish and help the company achieve its lofty objectives. Soon, I'm going to tell you how exclusivity can bite you in the rear end, as Stan taught me in one of our many philosophical carpet talks. But maybe before I do that, I'll explain what a carpet talk is. Stay tuned for the next edition as we discuss those famous talks. Hey, thanks for listening, and I'll catch you again soon where we'll make some beautiful noise together.